Welcome back to another episode of the Hustler Squad podcast. This episode was a little bit different because we had to expand the size of the room and hire out a podcast studio to fit everyone into it. It was with Back to the Bench TV. Adam, Nick and Joseph joined myself, Steve and Tom, where we announced that the Hustler Squad is officially sponsoring Back to the Bench TV and we anticipate that they are going to grow massively in 2023 and we want to be on board with them. Throughout this podcast, though, we chatted a lot of random stuff. We chatted about footy. We chatted about betting. We chatted about the stories along the way, the boys' funny stories of their fan cams outside the MCG. We chatted about how Nick has been put on hold on the Instagram account due to breaking some rules at Back to the Bench TV. It's a bit of a random podcast. There's no structure to it. If you want to kind of get some structure, jump into the description where you'll see the timestamps. And you can conveniently click on those to find the areas you're interested in. If you're absolutely brand new to the system and the Hustler Squad, i.e. you're coming from Back to the Bench TV, we strongly recommend that you have a look through the links in the description, which contain links to our free course and any other content that will help you to get involved and understand what this is all about. And once again, if you have any questions for us personally, you can always DM our Instagram or check all of the relevant links in the description. We hope you guys enjoyed this one and hopefully you can see a little bit more of our personalities. It was a little bit of a less serious podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Back to the Bench TV. Today we are joined with our major sponsor in the Hustler Squad. JP, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm JP and I'm the major sponsor of Back to the Bench. (laughs) Um, It's been a long time coming. We've been officially a sponsor for a bit, but we haven't launched it yet. So officially launched now. So welcome. Great to finally announce you, mate. And we're also joined with The System. And uh, Tom and Steve, boys, how you going? How's things? Very well, thank you. Yeah. It's good to be here on JP's coattails, which is nice. Lucky he let us come today, so hopefully we can uh, yeah, spread the word. But it's excited good. to see what you guys do, see you in full swing. Yeah, it's great to have you on, boys, and we'll definitely get stuck into what you guys do and exactly what, how the collab's going to look like with us yeah. um, a bit later on. But uh, just to start things off, uh, we're in December, Adam, and you recently went to the Melbourne Derby, the yeah. soccer, you had a bit of an experience there. How was that? Yeah, so Melbourne City versus Melbourne Victory uh, wasn't the most ordinary soccer match you'll see. Um, pretty much the whole build-up with the Sydney finals. So the New mm. South Wales government have signed an agreement with the A-League to host every grand final in Sydney for the next three years. So um, a lot of backlash from the fans. And there was meant to be a pitch in the, uh, sorry, a walkout on the 20th minute. Um, so a few other clubs did that. I know Wellington did that. Um, but instead... Few things happened where flares were thrown. I believe yeah. a flare was thrown at the keeper. Um, he threw, he it, back he threw it back crowd. in the crowd. Yeah. Jeez. Um, allegedly injured a spectator, and then yeah, from there just fans stormed the pitch. Um, one fan attacked the keeper with a uh, bucket hat, uh, bucket metal bucket. bucket, hat. bucket uh, hat. He was wearing a bucket hat. Sorry. So yeah, and yeah, just I've never seen anything like it. Like you go to the footy. You see, like, punch-ons in the crowd, but nothing like that, mate. Yeah, no, you don't see that shit in Australia. Steve will know about them. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Steve? <laughs> yeah. You got some stories for us, Steve, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. He, he was there on the game. I thought, I thought the you were much Carlton, of a... few Carlton losses got too many last year. Uh, didn't they all, yeah. mate? No, it changed me. Oh, the last four me. rounds, Steve was a different <laughs> man by the end of it. <laughs> I, think, I think we all need a therapy after round 23. <laughs> oh, mate, I've been there, don't worry. <laughs> need, a round, need a therapy after round 22, and then round 23, oh, just to double down on Those last three games. No, just forget about last it. Last two. Last two? Yeah. yeah what was, what what was the third? third was oh, yeah, it was when we got smoked. We yeah. should have come out. Yeah, anyway. When Cripper killed that bloke and got off. Anyway, oh. what a season it was with the AFL, and it was a great trade period we had. Um, 
lot happening. Uh, we'll start with the biggest clubs in Melbourne. We're on the blue, so let's stay on topic here. Nick, Blake Akers from Fremantle for a future yeah. third pick. What are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, not bad. Um, you know, third club for him. Yeah, he's third club. It's a bit of a strange one because I think he's from Perth. Is he not? Um, yeah. Isn't that the reason why he went yeah, there? Yeah, he, he went to Freo to, to go back home and then he's left. Happened a few times with the Freo players, like Brad Hill and mm. all of them. But um, yeah, really good steal, I think. You know, you get that future third. What do you reckon the Blues can get out of him as a player? Well, I think that wingman spot, like, you know, you had, you look at the wingman we have now, you had, you know, Cottrell, O'Brien, mm. not... Um, B-graders. You know, yeah, like, they're not, they're not the ones, mm. yeah, they're <laughs> not the now. ones that are really going to, um, you know, add add that extra touch to that midfield. Yeah. And I think you had eight he played finals, he played a good game in his semi-final against Collingwood, I think he had mm. 25 touches. He was best on. Yeah, he was best on. I think that's what, um yeah, really, like, got everyone excited about him, just like how he performed in an important game especially away against, you know, you know, in, in the semi-final game. So I think, yeah, having that experience as well. He's played over 150 games, so... Yeah, um, career best form as well. Yeah, Backing I think, up last, yeah. last season for him. Yeah, I think we've got him at the best time we can possibly get him. He was you know, touted as an Australian. How old is he? He's about 27. Mid, yeah, mid-20s. Yeah. Blues can get a solid four years out of him. Yeah. You'd hope, well... I'm I'm sure the um the goal is to make turn him into an A grader. Would you classify him as an A grader? No, A-grader probably human? wouldn't. No, A grade. But like he doesn't need to be. I think Blues just need some you know. Yeah, well, icing on the cake. Carlton have moved on. Um, Will Setterfield and Liam Stocker. So, I mean, I wouldn't classify them as A graders. No. So I guess I guess it is time to bring in those A graders and just really solidify the team and. You know, make sure that they do secure a final a, yeah. a final spot. He's more of the um. You like what's the saying? He's not the um. He's not the cake. He's the yeah, ice. He's, he's the he's, the cake. Yeah. he's not your cake. He's not your mud cake. He's not. Your yeah, he's not your mud <laughs> cake. <laughs> he's, not your mud no, he's a cake. bit more than a mud he's, cake. Yeah, he's yeah. your icing. He's that little chocolate <laughs> yeah. swirl on the top. Yeah. You know, he's more of that. You know, Didn't Carl miss the eight last year? Did he miss the eight? Yeah, yeah. icing on the cake. Jesus. Yeah, it's a shit cake. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit salty at Acres because I'm a Saints supporter. So he was the steak knives in the Brad Hill trade, which has seemed to not work out too well for the Saints. What has gone right for that club in the past hundred years? Cheers, not a whole lot. But it's just funny hearing you blokes talking about him. Siren going to get him another granny in 2010. Oh yeah, nice. Instead of just leaving it at one. Um, <laughs> would you have won that 2010 granny if it was extra time? Oh, I'm biased, but I thought Everyone I thought when would've. I thought when Goddard marked it that we had won it. Oh, to be yeah. honest, mate, but yeah, that played ball, Stephen Mill. Oh, could he have yeah, got on the full? I'd love to get a. Oh, next that, topic. Fuck me. No, sure. They reckon if the ball bounced like that a hundred times, you put in that same spot. Ninety-nine times it wouldn't go that way. That's like one of the most impossible ways it bounces. Like it just bang. I think they're a cursed club. I'd love to get him yeah. on the podcast. Stephen Mill, yeah. yeah. He does that. Oh, he he surely has been asked that hundreds of times. I'll give him a sex, not going to lie. LinkedIn. Got, uh, yeah. got donuts. LinkedIn, just, just on um, St Kilda, Liam Stocker recently got... He, he made it over there, didn't training he? Training with him. He was training with him? Picked, did he he's sign? training now, he's not picked up yet. Well, listen to this. But I heard... Oh, I saw on some nuffy Facebook page, I don't know how credible his source is, I saw that um, he actually injured Max King. Oh, don't no, tell me. He that. was the one. Oh, he was the one that did his shot. Oh, yeah, he was the he one. Is a tough in a, in a marking contest. I don't know how does, true this is. Really but uh, that's what I heard. So, what a welcome to St. Kilda if that's the case. And during their marquee play. Remember that game? Yeah, he's, 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 he's a real guy. Bajic's not a he's small a real guy either. Um, so, he hasn't signed for the Saints, has he? No. no. no he's like one of those preseason Pre- supplement trainers. Like, they're trying, if he oh, goes cool. well, they might add him to the list. Russell, love him. 
Good luck getting good luck getting him on the list now after he's just injured Max King, mate. Yeah, <laughs> Saints yeah. fans won't like him. He's out of the preseason for six. He'll six be good in weeks. the twos. Be good in the twos. He was good in Carlton. Yeah, literally. Uh, moving on to the pies now. A lot of people say that Collingwood won the trade period. Um, I beg to differ. I reckon Geelong. I reckon Geelong did. I don't know. There's just a lot of talk around. Mate, I'd, say, they, I'd say Brisbane fucking, won it. Those monkeys win the flag every September without winning it. Like they talk <laughs> about for the next year, they've already won the flag. They make the four. Yeah. Like this year, they did obviously. Um, but no, nah, Collingwood supporters. Yeah, so who, who benefits out of this one, Ads? Um, you got Tom Mitchell in a three-way trade to Collingwood. Uh, Pye's got Mitchell... Plus Geelong's pick twenty five. Geelong get Ollie Henry, which I think is a is a is a big out for Collingwood. Yeah. And um Hawks get Cooper Stevens plus Collingwood's pick forty one and fifty. Who who real benefits out of that trade? Honestly, I think Pye's been that trade. Who I just can? think Mitchell's he, how old? How's Mitchell? Mitchell is back 29, 30, 29, 30. but everyone forgets this guy's a Brownlee medalist in twenty eighteen. Mm. Uh he did break his leg in twenty nineteen, which sort of set him back, but he's a guy that he'll come in and he'll average thirty touches a game. He'll compliment the guys like Jack Crisp on the outside and Dacos. Um, I think he's a great pickup, and that's what Pies need. Um, Ollie Henry, probably, he's a big out for Collingwood. I'd say Geelong comes second best in that one. And I think Hawks just lose the trade. Um, like, Cooper Stevens is an established player as of yet. But, yeah, at this stage, I'd say Collingwood would win that for sure. And I guess they picked up Bobby Hill from Giants. Um, he's a real interesting one. Yeah, He could either turn out to be like a Tyson Stengel and, and mm. kill it. Or he can just be another mediocre player that's in and out of in and out of the ones and yeah, barely doing anything. But I guess they do Collingwood, they do kind of need that flair in the forward line. They don't really have that marquee forward no. yet. But somehow they just manage to just dominate kick goals and yeah, they've got the Brody Meyer checks. Yeah. Jamie Elliott when he's up and about can kick a bag. But um Dugowie. To Goey when he's up and about yeah. and he's not on the bag not on the bags in Bali. But um, <laughs> Is that up? Just on Tom Mitchell. Um, you know who does love him? Who's that? Your mate, Boehner. Oh, he does he loves Boehner, loves Instagram selfies. Stop giving Boehner a spotlight. You love Boehner, mate. Oh, I couldn't see him. over him. Nah, he's all right. He's, he's all got right. pictures of him. You got his portrait in your bedroom, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's more than that. I've got a few pictures, mate. One in my car as well. Uh, very, very good his, chat there. Um, <laughs> oh, but the Pies did pick up uh, Daniel McStay from, the, from uh, Brisbane. On a 600k yeah, year contract, which is I think well overs for a guy that hasn't done much in his career. He's averaged one goal a game, pretty much in his season. Mm. His season so, last year. So. But hold on, but he wasn't really a forward at Brisbane. Yeah, he, he was a third third option. But I just think that you're paying a guy 600 600k for output that you might not get. That's worth that money. So who they got now? They got Cameron, they got McStay, and they got Big Coxie. Coxie. So in my they got that Kruger, that Kruger guy. Kruger. Yeah, and that Johnson, Johnson guy oh, looked yeah. alright. Johnson, he went missing in the finals. The it's a bit makeshift. Yeah, bit of Johnson's a forward. He had one touch I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah. John- yeah. Collingwood did win most of the games kicking a low score um, this season. I think it was about 70 points they'd, they'd score. So they weren't relying on you know offensive offensive gameplay to win games. It's more their defence. Their yeah. defence is elite, I think. you got your Maynards, yeah, Crisps. Yeah, Darcy Moore. Darcy Moore, yeah. Can't catch him. I've heard a murmur he will be captain. Who's that, Maul? Darcy Maul. You'd think. It's a rumour going around. I don't know how true I, it is. I, I, heard, I heard Maynard, but I don't know if he's at that maturity level yet. He can't speak, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Can't I saw, speak. No. I saw <laughs> Bit this, of a hothead. saw this podcast that he actually did with someone, um, I think one of his mates, and actually got out to the Channel 7 News. He was speaking about like decision-making. And mm. he's, <laughs> he's saying this thing, he does this thing where they're like, he doesn't think about it after, so he does it, and then afterwards... Um, 
When it happens, it sounds yeah. like it sounds like you, mate. It's about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Could, could you possibly relate to that, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I have to think back. Uh, yeah, scrape out a few recent actions. Oh, may recent suggest <laughs> talking about yourself. There, think of why. I just yeah. Yeah. tap tap. Yeah, I guess uh, that explains. Article tap tap tap. Show that means going good mates. Yeah, maybe you guys will get along with a house on fire. Moving on to Richmond boys. Fuck, they did really well. Tim Taranto from the Giants. Uh, for pick 12 and pick 19. Who, do, who wins in that one? Clearly, which one win that? Win that yeah. trade, um, who do they get for pick 12 and 19? Do you know? Off the top of your head. They probably traded it onwards. Honestly, yeah. I cannot comment on that, but... They did, I think, to go up to get Cadman. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, they did. They did. And um, yeah, you, Richmond definitely win the trade of that. Taranto back home in Melbourne. Um, St. Kevin's boy. I think he's around your age. No, no. No. No, no, he's... 25 no, he's younger than me yeah, He won a time trial though. 2016 yeah, he won a time trial 2016 draft 20 I think mm. Six, yeah. But yeah, obviously so. like two needs of Richmond um, When Koch and are getting older In that midfield You've brought in two blokes Who are in their mid-20s And ready to hit their straps so. And they've also picked up Hopper Who's that yeah. in and out bull So they'll be pressing for like Top, top four, four for sure top I'll put them on top four They've got a real mature Young Uh Hungry list. And you could play a Dusty full-time forward. Oh, yeah. Now, now Dusty's, especially for the inclusion of Hopper, Dusty's definitely got the luxury of playing forward now. Depends where Prestia ends up with his injuries. Yeah, Prestia. If he's fucking out of the team, then it puts pressure on the midfield. Mm. Mm. I reckon their back line's suspect, but who knows? They've sold. They're going for the now. Tarrant's still playing, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. One more year? Probably one more year, yeah. Yeah. Rightio, now the Hawks. Carl Amon from Port Adelaide. Um... Really good inclusion, in my opinion. He's a sort of bloke who can play mid and back. And how old's how old's Amon at the moment? He's 27, 27 28, around that mark. Um, I feel like he's a real mature head, and that's what Hawthorne are lacking. Uh, they've got a real young list, and you know Sam Mitchell, very confident guy, always speaks very positively, positively and uh, confidently about his team. I wasn't expect Hawthorne to do much this year at all. Um, but they actually came out and put out the fight. Obviously, they mm. couldn't sustain it. They did lack that maturity and and wiser, older heads on the field. But um, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't go as far as saying they'll make the eight. Everyone's saying Whoa. bottom four. No, I'm not saying any, I'm, 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 eight. You know what? I, I'm just. He's lost it. No, I haven't lost it. I don't want to make a big call here, but <laughs> that's a huge. I, call. I reckon they're gonna be they're gonna be the upset team of 2023. I wouldn't want to come up against Hawthorne being a Carlton supporter. Oh, it's it's one. It's one will dropped. It's they always beat us. About that. They've lost, essentially, Gunston. five premiership players. Oh, no, no, sorry. Three premiership players, five, including Mitchell and Amira, who are very experienced. Aren't they paying like 750k um, combined of Amira and Mitchell's contract? Yeah, or yeah, something yeah. As well? Some ridiculous no way, mate. Like they're, an absurd They're spooners, yeah. I think. Mate, they've got a team full nah. of kids, you. Yeah, how are they going to push I, the top eight? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're going to push for the top eight at all. I do agree that they, they will be a bottom five, bottom 16, but all I'm saying is... How would you be scared to play against them? Then? I would. <laughs> no, no. Clubs, clubs are gonna walk in and think and see see Hawthorne on the fixture and be like, "Fucking oath, free win today, free win today. Let's go, let's go for it, boys. Let's go hard. Oh yeah, we can rest that bloke. Yeah, we can rest. You know, mate, you're a Carlton supporter, Nick. If anyone should have this opinion, should say the same opinion. It's fucking you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, the funny the, thing the is, AFL's past like buys. Unless you're playing North the last two years, they're yeah. going to be an upset team. And West I Coast, guarantee it. I reckon, See, I I reckon they'll they'll cause an upset. Hawthorne. Everyone's. Yeah. I think there's more upside in North. My personal oh, North and nothing, mate. 
they're, they're another depressing club. I just on the think, list. in terms of the young players, I think there's a bit more there compared yeah. to Hawthorne. What, what do you guys think about Jason Horn Francis? Do you reckon he has that um, that luxury of that confidence, that cockiness to say, "Fuck you, North! I'm going back to home. I'm about going back home to Port," and just you know leaving it's a bold it all behind. Statement. Hey, it's a bold statement. It's a very what he's very done bold there. statement, isn't yeah. it? Um, I wonder. He must think he must rate himself very highly, and the people around him must rate himself very highly uh, for him to have that sort of attitude. But um, pretty ballsy for a 19-year-old to they go They locked him in on four or five-year contract as well, did mm. Port or something like that. Yeah. Ages, yeah. That's a, long, that's, a, that's a long contract for someone who doesn't really have any runs on the board and it's just basically yeah. still based off hype to some degree. Yeah. He's, it's funny how you said that. Like I, I rate that statement. He's sort of based off hype. What did he do this year that really proved himself? Did he do much? You don't need to... Like, he's been, I guess, um, what's the word? Like, watched for 10 years probably. He's obviously was number one draft pick, yeah. Mm. He knows how to play footy. It's just where well, he can't really do much in one year at a bottom club. Like, mm. what the fuck's he going to do? Like, I understand North, that. Yeah. He's 19. Every week. Mm. But um, I, I rate, I, I'm a North supporter, so I don't, I'm not as involved as I was maybe five years ago when I used to get upset for three days after a loss. But <laughs> <laughs> You'll be full-time depressed now if you started taking it seriously. <laughs> yeah, that's why I turned off. The year we went eight and... Ten and one, and then lost every like missed yeah, just was... made the eight, and then lost in elimination. But in regards to um, JHF, he, I rate the fact that he backs himself in. Yeah. So there's, there's you want to have that trait in a footballer. I think you don't want to have someone who's just like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. The the best players ever are the most arrogant. I think. Um, Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant No I'm talking AFL Wayne, yeah, yeah, Wayne Carey Wayne Carey <laughs> Gary Ablett oh. Carey full time I've uh, got a good story about Wayne Carey actually I've heard a couple of crackers recently oh. yeah. But like yeah. The point oh, is He, he yeah, rates himself go, um, And he'll he'll Do what he needs to do And at a better club Unfortunately Picks don't mean much I, I've always been one We can change topic here If you want to go to that one But I reckon <laughs> He's on. absolutely itching To get this story out <laughs> Mate, just wait. Yeah, I'll wait. Just wait, mate. I'll wait, I'll wait. You've done enough this week, just wait. Before we have to fucking... Before we have to close the podcast down and edit it out. We'll just have a think about if it's good or not. It's a good choice. All right, wait. That's fine. But what I was saying is, I think um, recruiting is less valuable than development. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. True, true. But people disagree with that. I think Mm. if you put, like, JHF in, I don't know, a Geelong last year, Yep. He probably could have averaged 25 a game and had an impact. Whereas at North, he's, he's struggling in a midfield without Cunnington, who only came back late in the year. Um, and then he's copping frustration of losing. And it just you could really up. see it, eh? a domino effect. The yeah. frustration he had on the field. Which is normal. It shows his yeah. competitor, which is which actually a good thing for a footballer. I don't, I don't mind so. the arrogance, but I just don't feel like any player should feel like they're bigger than a football club. Yeah, well, he mm. couldn't have an ice bath, so... That was pretty concerning. <laughs> we, don't, we don't like know. The, like, we don't know, but all this shit's like face value. It's pretty through poor, the grapevine, and then journalists yeah. eat it, and then turn it into something. Who knows? Well, like, don't we know? Works about like journalists turn it into stuff. And, <laughs> no. Nah, mate, don't cast us in that snake pit. That's, <laughs> that's a dirty pit that we don't want to be associated with. But yeah, we're a credible source here at Back to the Bench. I think, <laughs> I think, I think we've proven that. <laughs> all right, Nick, come on. Yeah. Tell us the story. Yeah. King, 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 all right, so where do we start? My favourite player, by the way. Yeah, super no, absolute superstar. <laughs> no, nothing with King Carey. So, essentially, so, so, um, so the other bloke that he um he cut his grass, what was his name? Anthony Stevens. Anthony Stevens. Oh, so, yeah. Anthony Stevens, apparently he works at some law firm now. He got a new job somewhere. Anyway... He asked for the Wi-Fi password at this place. Oh, and this is a good story. It's a good story. <laughs> and um, 
the girl was very the girl that had that password you asked for she was very like a bit weird about telling him she mm. was a bit reluctant to go into it she's like oh i'm not really sure if she'll tell you and he's like oh why what's the big deal it's the fucking wi-fi password oh, and he's like okay well the password is I love King Kerry. Peace <laughs> 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 password. No, the wife so password awkward. at the law firm because they were massive North Melbourne fans. And the password <laughs> was I love King Kerry. So she's like, password, I love King Kerry. I'd love to be a fly on the wall there. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. Well, they, didn't they run into each other? Yeah, 25 um, years or something since some the reunion. reunion. 30 Jeez. years or something. 20 it's still going that feud. Interesting. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. I don't think it would ever stop. I don't think yeah. you'll ever forgive someone ploughing your wife. <laughs> yeah, especially as King Kerry. Jeez. You caught him as well in the, in the act. Or was it in some oh, They weren't in the act. That's, oh, well, you should. That's, no, that's you should. Oh, when Kerry got traded well, to Adelaide, was, yeah. when Kerry got traded to Adelaide, you should watch this um, YouTube video, the clip of when he reunites with the North Melbourne players. They just all go to belt him. But he's too big. They can't do anything because he's massive. Yeah, Kerry was a really good boxer. He was massive, yeah. Just a big boy in general. They were just all going at him. Like Glenn Archer going bang. He was like, he was tough as well. But yeah, yeah, I think it's like 0203. But Steve, what was your story? Oh, I don't know if I can actually say it. Oh, come on, Steve. Oh, You're on Steve. Back to the Bench TV, man. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> can, can I actually say Maybe. whatever the fuck I want? Mate, we got, we got Nick Boggles as a co-host here. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Representing us. <laughs> nah, this is like a story you hear on like Big Footy. Who knows? Oh, Who knows? Big Footy. It's good comedy, but I don't know if it's true. We'll or cut it out if we have to. Go on. Oh, no, it was like, apparently Kerry was at some like <laughs> cricket function or something. I don't know. Yeah. The details, I can't remember. I just remember seeing it like a week ago. And he walked into the toilet blind as he'd been drinking all day at this like f- club function or something. And walked in and this guy was at the urinal next to him. And he's like, hey, mate, you seen Crocodile Dundee? Like Kerry said that to the bloke. Oh, and the guy's like, fucking what? He's like, that's not a cock. This is a cock. <laughs> no, that, that'd yeah. be fact. That'd be full on. Yeah. <laughs> third leg. He's having a piss. He's yeah. So I don't know if you need to cut that out, but like that's no, the that's story. A, no, that's that's that, that'd, be, that'd be spot on. <laughs> I used to hang out with him in the club rooms when I was a young kid. So I know oh, really? About it. You know all about it. I, I don't actually, but I what, used to hang around Swinging with, on the great with their clothes the on. So, yeah. And then Crown Casino. Yeah. The medication. Yeah, what was it? Uh, crushed up Panadol or something. Jeez, yeah. how did he manage that? Sore back, eh? You can't get yourself out of there. He got sacked. He got axed. Yeah, yeah. Channel 7 finally Fox pulled 40, the pin. It? it was on Fox 40. Was I like, think it was Channel 7. And um, another, I think a radio station. I think it's radio station. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, shall we move on to a bit of uh, fan questions or concerns yeah, that they want us to raise? We got, we got one here from Joey the Barber. How come Port Adelaide and Adelaide have an extra home game next year? I know the gather round is in South Australia, but surely they could have played those two teams at a neutral ground to make it slightly more fair. I know it's only one game, but look how close the year was and how much difference one game can make. What are our thoughts on that one? Do you reckon they're given an advantage this next season, having that extra home game? Do you reckon it's that much of a big deal? But what is it? Who, who's got the extra one? Both of them. Uh, Adelaide get an extra home game. Next year, because they're having the gather round. What's the gather round? Oh, the gather round's where every single team in the AFL play in Adelaide for one round. Oh, okay. Festival of footy. Oh, yeah, I saw something about Festival that. Festival of footy. Yeah, yeah. Adelaide are playing Carlton, aren't they? I think so. Yeah, yeah. we are. That's Thursday just, night. Oh, okay. That's that a stitch-up. Yeah. Like, to put it plain and simple, I think um, you, you're going to put the biggest clubs in SA, Port and Adelaide, at their home games because you're going to fill the stadium. Yeah. And essentially, it is for marketing and, and money. Like, it, it's the promote the, the game. drive. Yeah. You're not going to play Port at Norwood Oval yeah. and get a you know an average crowd. There's no point. Yeah. So essentially, like it's one home game extra. It probably is a bit of an advantage. But next year there'll be probably a Perth round or something, and other teams get their go. I feel like the AFL just really want to secure another state as a football state. Yeah. Um, they've got Melbourne, no doubt, 
Um, Perth, I'd say they have as well, yeah. um, given the success of... Sure, know, they've got Adelaide. Yeah. Optus Stadium grand final, that was good. Yeah, that would have helped the game, no doubt. Um, but how about like a, a Sydney, uh, New South Wales? No chance, mate. Rugby. Eastern, yeah, Queensland Rugby. and you can't compete. SW, no chance. No chance. No one will go. Tassie's they won't get enough money. Mm. The one, but... Mm. Yeah, I didn't even think Not that. Not saying there. Because past two years, there's been four Victorian teams making the grand final, so they probably want to like... Oh, well, around. Adelaide made the grand final in 2018, wasn't it? 2017. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah. yeah. West Coast 18. Remember Josh Jenkins had a sook saying that oh. it should have been on, the, the grand final should have been at Adelaide Oval? Yeah. Yeah. For 17. Like, I find that fucking ludicrous. Like, I think Texty too. Text, yeah, they all had a big, big bitch sook, but... No. Um, <laughs> they've been under a rock for 100 years. Yeah, what's the capacity of the Adelaide Oval? 48, I think. Fucking, you want a grand final there? That yeah, doesn't no, make sense. Don't you reckon it's funny though? Like they're talking about that, but then everyone's talking about the A League final being in Sydney, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's so not fair." But like you look at AFL, and it's just always at the MCG. I think the A League argument's more based on around like A League being greedy and not like catering for the fans. They're sort of like looking at the figures rather than you know the merit of the game. Whereas AFL's always been the MCG. Mm. You just got to acknowledge that the MCG is the biggest. Uh, stadium in Australia. Yeah. All right, it ha- the biggest it has the biggest game of the year has to be played at the biggest stadium in Australia. Um, now, if two Perth teams, Fremantle and West Coast, were to make the grand final, what do you do there? Do you have it at Optus or do you have it at AFL? Do you have it at MCG? Leave it where it is, where it's been for a hundred years. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, I think, but obviously, you're only no going to have it in Perth. Yeah, but okay, that's, that's a business decision. I'm talking more of it like tradition decision. Like, yeah, but the granny's like 40% corpse anyway. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even for the fans. It's decreasing in tradition. AFL has fully changed due to money and fucking whatever else is happening to the game, changing the rules to make it look better for the TV and all that stuff. That Twilight shit. Yeah, that, like, yeah. there's heaps of different stuff that's changed over the last 20 years. Yeah, um, so, bottom, bottom line, what do you reckon to answer Joey the Barber's question? Do you reckon... Uh, um, is it fair? It, do you reckon... It, Adelaide and Port Adelaide have an advantage having what do you reckon, an extra uh, home game. What do you reckon Kane Corns would think about this? Oh, you're talking froth, froth, mate. <laughs> Are you still trying to get him on? Yeah, still oh, trying to stick. stick the volcano. Still stuck We'll hold him hostage. We'll hold him hostage. Nick won't let go, mate. We rinsed him, so he's not going to be associated now since you've been associated with us. Get our Kelly Underwood on. Give her annoying voice. Nah, she's alright. Jimmy Bartel <laughs> kicked that point after the sign. Yeah. Oh, was that her? That was her introduction. That was her introduction. Yeah. And, the, and the orange team. And the, <laughs> what was the other one? Um, the Jamie, Jamie Cripps. Jamie Cripps. Cripps, Cripps. Cripps. Yeah. yeah. What a goal and, for Patrick. And, yeah. And she used like, um, to describe something. The, the oh, It was after a goal. Frederick's goal. When he kicked it off. The oh, road. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right, right foot arrow. Yeah. Right <laughs> foot arrow or something like that. Yeah, very, very questionable quote. Yeah. Yeah. But she won some awards, well. so that's interesting. Right, I have a question. This is yeah. off topic. Do you guys rate Bruce McAvaney as love a commentator? Yeah. Are you serious? In his peak? Absolutely. Dennis Lovey. His, his last five years? JP Hayes. Him and Dennis <laughs> Committee were the best Friday night duo yeah, of all time. Voice. What about the last five years? What, what are your oh, thoughts look. on um, <laughs> you feel like you need the next goal and you feel like they're coming and you feel like he just asked rhetorical yeah, I love, questions. No, I love that. I love it as well. It amps you up. Yeah, it gets, it feels you in the, it gets you in the zone. Oh, no, no, it's not you feel like. It's you feel like. You really got to get some like, yeah, emotion into it. Unfortunately, you know? he lost it the last two years. He <laughs> yeah, got removed. He's, Why he's he not a young removed? bloke anymore. I love him. I reckon he's elite. He, he knows really, every He's sport. a really good commentator when he commentates what's happening. But when he's talking about how you feel, then he's lost it. Like, he needs to talk about what's happening in front of him. Like, 
He's kicked a goal from 50, not... Don't encourage him. He's fucking... I can't even do one, but I can do good ones yeah. off camera. Do you think he was overcompensating <laughs> for, like, just becoming older and everyone getting... Oh, I don't know. Him? I think he just got a bit carried away with his way and then a few people liked it and he kept doing too far along the spectrum. Nah, mate, that bloke got my spine tingling. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon he's elite. Now that yeah. video of him um, commentating the horse, have you seen that? Oh, he's like, he's like oh my but god, go, like, yeah, go, girl. Oh, yeah, when he's oh, at the Olympics no. watching, yeah. watching Winks that's and he's like yes. banging the table. Oh, my yeah. god, there she is. Oh, yeah. my god. <laughs> See, I'm not nah, sure if you guys watched the, the World Cup this year, um, but Martin Tyler, he he has lost his spark. He was getting he, rich. He was very, yeah. like, chill. Very boring, yeah. yeah he, especially the final. this morning, France, Mbappe scored nothing. a fucking ripper to equalise, and it was just like, and he scored a, like, it was just like, nothing happened. Because in his peak, he was like magnificent. And then now, just, I think age, you sort of lose your spark. How old is he? 80s? He's, he looks old to me. Go fucking old, Is Alan Smith like, still going these days? Don't know. Oh, no, Peter Dury is like the goat. He's the best. Be. Peter Martin Dury. Tyler, I think he's good as well. I can't remember what he sounds like, but all from the FIFA matches. That's good. right. Yeah, he yeah. was good in the FIFA game. Were they commentating live, like at the World Cup? Or are they watching yeah, it, like oh, in England and no, they were commentating? Live, they were there. They would have to be there. Yeah, they would have yeah, to okay. be there. Yeah. Did you guys watch the final or no? No, I didn't. I was dozing, but yeah, I've been up. Yeah, I was watching. That was one of the best World Cup games of all time. It was insane. Like the save by the goalie with like twenty seconds to go, the Argentinian goal. That was unbelievable. No one's really talking about that. It's all all Messi, yeah, like rightly so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But former Arsenal keeper Martinez played for Arsenal. Adam, who was it that took that shot for France? Where he saved it. The last one. One of the last ones. Thuram. Thuram. Yeah, correct. Well, what position is he? Striker. He came on the fortieth minute for Giroud. They made a sub for Jury would have put that in the net for sure. Yeah. But Messi is like undisputed the goat. Yeah, you can't really fight I think against Ronaldo them. lost a lot of credibility. Yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you can't. I think the debate's settled now. Let's the debate honest. is settled. You can't really fight against it. Um, I'm no soccer head to confirm yeah. it, but uh, that's mm. what's going on. Even Ronaldo supporters are coming out and saying the same. So I personally like Ronaldo better, but you but can't really dispute Messi it. Messi was insane yesterday. They're different. Mm. Yeah. He, he, he carried that team this year. Ronaldo's more like hard work and dedication. Like he does this thing where apparently he sleeps in thirty-minute cycles, like six times a day. What? <laughs> no. And apparently, like obviously he can because he's fucking like loaded, so he, he can do that. But he does like yeah, thirty-minute cycles. Apparently, it's equivalent to like 10, 12 hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah. So he's what? awake for like eighteen hours awake for the whole day, just fucking training, doing everything. Just sleeps thirty minutes. This is what like some of like the best like scientists in the world and stuff do. Because apparently, what you do, I've looked into this. Like you only end up sleeping like four hours a day or something when you do it. Yeah. So obviously, you get more hours in your day to like, you know, do your thing. Yeah. But when you like have increments of like being awake for four hours, sleep for half an hour, you go straight into like REM sleep or something yeah. like that. So it's like you go to the deepest sleep and just anyway, yeah. That's hectic. I don't know. How, I don't know how he does it with being an athlete. Like, if you're a book nerd, one thing to do it. Yeah. But yeah, being an athlete, it's how JP does it then. How's, he just um, doesn't sleep. Yeah. How's your guys sleep? How do you guys get your sleep? You good or you uh, JP doesn't fucking sleep. Yeah, he actually number? doesn't sleep. How do I get sleep? my sleep? What's your magic number? Put my head on the pillow and goes. Never. No, can you get four hours enough for you? Five hours? Nah. Oh, this morning I've had four and a half, but that's a one-off. Like, I can't do that for five days in a row. If I do it five yeah. days in a row, I'm dead. Like last week, <laughs> I did. Picked up the boys. We did a podcast on Friday. Picked them up at five, no, seven. I woke up at five um, and I went to bed 2.30 the day before. By Sunday, I was fucked. So like, yeah, I- ideally eight, especially when I'm training. If I'm training gym, running mm. and stuff, footy, eight. But towards the end of the week, almost every week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, always like three to six hours. Can right. confirm Nick didn't sleep last week. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him watching a few podcasts, got yeah. in his bed with us. He's like, I want oh, that. Yeah, I want that yeah. password back. 
relax. How are you, uh, Tom? How does your sleep going? Oh, and if I don't have eight or nine, you shouldn't talk to me. Really? But I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at like getting it always. Like go to bed, like phones on, like sleep mode by like ten thirty, eleven, and yeah, yeah. Don't set an alarm, but usually wake up between like yeah. seven and eight. Usually, there's like a rule. Don't like a three, two, one rule. Don't like no coffee three hours before yeah I heard but about that, that as well it should be longer like more than 80 hours before yeah use your natural energy when you yeah. wake up and then um, no eating and then no lights no mm. like phone and mm. then the first 90 minutes of waking up don't have coffee there. did you hear that off um, Joe Rogan no I just I got my, someone told Rogan, me yeah, yeah, yeah I, I seen, I seen a Dean or something like this yeah. chemical I've been doing forms. it it's elite yeah, don't, don't have no a coffee, coffee for yeah. like an hour and a half, two yeah. hours before you wake yeah. up. It's actually elite. It's so good. I've been on the cold showers. Oh, since they're great. Since they're I awesome. was in year 10. They're cold showers. No yeah. way. Afterwards, yeah, since I was in year 10. Elite. And I, 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 my body is at the point now where cold water does not phase me at all. Like one man's cold water is another man's hot water. Fuck. <laughs> no, yeah. 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 You should make it up, Let me quote that, please. Do you go cold shower from the time you get in or do you go cold shower to finish? Oh, when I first started, I always started with lukewarm or hot. And then, yeah, go lukewarm and cold. But now straight in cold, straight, straight out cold. cold. Now, now no I'm at that way. level. I've been no, doing it since fully, I was 17. No, honestly, yeah. if you can finish, start with finishing, like cold shower last minute, you honestly feel elite for at least two mm. hours after it. And now I've gone to a stage where um, at, my, at my local gym, we've got a steam room. And uh, go into the steam room for about 10, 15 minutes. I'm in there to the point where I'm about to pass out and I wake up and I, and I, and I get out and I'm straight, <laughs> mate run for that fucking cold shower like it's the end of the world i feel like you're a volcano and you're about to erupt best thing is just putting on that cold tap and then yeah just sizzling under it do you you rinse and repeat as well yeah like go like back to the back and forward yeah Yeah, yeah, mate you you won't need coffee for the whole day yeah that shit's good you guys tap into meditation I do a bit. You do it? Uh, I do a bit of breath I never work touched as well, it. a bit of meditation. Fucking, it's work. good, but I, yeah, no, unfortunately, too much fucking time on my phone, to be honest. Love meditation. Um, we're just too busy. Um, Every day? Trying to. So 10 minutes, you go on Spotify, peaceful meditation, go yeah. in your car or somewhere quiet, just relax. When you wake up, you feel like so refreshed and focused. Yeah, last week. Really, Nick? Last week? <laughs> no. After I fucking rinsed him. Don't worry, man. I didn't even rinse him. You gave him nothing before no, we gave no, him. No, he gave me the, no, he gave me the silent rinse. That's worse. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> worse. Silent yeah. rinse. I'm like, going to teach no, him fuck with a lesson. I'm going to leave him on red for yeah, like at least. That's worse. Did you see all the keeps? The suspense, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not reading this, mate. I realised after. I didn't do it on purpose. Until after, I'm like, oh, fuck. He would have seen I pressed camera every one of them. Killed me. The suspense. Killed me. Look, I, I'd I'd rather you look into my eyes and say you're an absolute. Nah, because you're going too far. <laughs> then, with then go it. silent. You just need to have a chill pill and relax, and it will come out. Yeah, and then, and then the voice members come in. Wasn't the dry eye that day? Scary listen. Wasn't the dry eye that day? Let's confirm. Wasn't what? Wasn't the dry eye that day? It's all right, mate. We live and we learn. We don't make the same mistakes twice. What's an eye? What does Einstein say? I don't know, mate. Keep doing Einstein. the same result. Keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. You're an idiot or you're yeah, insane or exactly something. Yeah, exactly right. That's it. Mm, there you go. All right, good, good learning. All right, curve boys. So, <laughs> should we get into the logistics of the collaboration here? JP, the Hustler Squad. You've chosen Back to the Bench TV to help promote and, I guess, execute a message to young viewers who are stuck in the matrix of betting would you say <laughs> that's a good way of putting it to be honest it i mean we've we've done a previous podcast back in june which we never posted because we just waited and waited and waited for yeah. to get my shit together um we've put together a new free course now which everyone can go and suss out what we do but yeah i think away from us we just want to as a group not only hustler but the system as well 
one of our main, I guess, goals, um, obviously we make people money, but I think more powerful is changing the mindset around betting and, and the kind of culture that's been developed in Australia over the last, what would you say, five to 10 years? Yeah, um, since online gambling came around. Pretty much. Since um, sports bet came around and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, you guys have a really big audience. I mean, you're like four times our audience on Insta um, and your audience is very small, uh, sorry, very uh, specific to yeah. the younger male population, I think. Um, similar interests, footy, obviously your fan cams and stuff, you're interviewing a lot of young people. Um, and I think that's, well, it's not think, we know the stats are that the average young male is the most vulnerable at getting uh, sucked into gambling and also um, being a victim of that, which then fucking multiplies into uh, later age and, and losing a lot of money and creating a culture which can't be really changed after a certain time yeah and i guess um your your listeners will be all over it and about what you guys do and stuff but i I guess for our listeners they wouldn't they can't really pinpoint the difference between say your company and a sports bet can you just give a bit of insight about that well we're not a bookmaker we're teaching people how to use bookmaker promotions to you and mathematics to beat them without gambling so a gambler would place a bet and based on their opinion or they what they think they put one bet on and they hope it wins. Yeah. We, obviously there's more complex than just this example, but we can place two different bets across two different companies and guarantee a profit through the use of a promotion, a bonus bet, a special, and you repeat that process over and over again and you essentially are betting with an impossibility of losing if you're following the rules. So right. I've spoken in code there, but I know I showed you boys how to turn a bonus over yeah. once and mm. you were kind of mind blown. Yeah, I'd love, love to be able to do it on here. I'd love to be able to do it on this, but I don't know if you guys want to do that. Um, yeah, we'll save for another time. To maybe. another yeah. time, but yeah, I don't know if Tom wants to add any more, Steve. Um, oh, I was just stoked when JP said that you guys were, you know, thinking about getting on board because I know that. Um, a couple bookies and other people had approached you and it's just nice that because you guys have that audience like JP said really impressionable like young lads essentially and I'm sure there's some young women there as well but yeah like it's nice that you guys want to use your influence to be you know to positively change the way that those people are going to live their lives Mm. like you could easily have gone down the bookie path you see all those ex-AFL players Mm. you know all the Georgie Parkers of the world and stuff like they're all double box yeah like all of them they're they're just literally making money by encouraging people to lose right and the fact that you guys yeah have been able to tee something up with JP that works well for, for both parties but also you know you guys are doing the right thing by your audience I think and hopefully you guys set a path that more people that are up and coming with a podcast or a following can yeah take on the other side because you can still you know make money and do everything that you want to do but you know have a positive influence on your listeners as opposed to a negative one so I reckon it's a big kudos to you lads just to clarify you said um, the difference between us and a bookmaker we help people beat bookmakers at their expense and bookmakers help people lose money so we're a big different to a bookmaker and that's exactly why we want you a part of our brand so and yeah fucking dabble obviously we've, we've helped, we've <laughs> helped. Oh, name I, I enjoyed their three-course meal that's about it <laughs> no, <laughs> that was, that was cool. nah, so it's it's a funny topic because like as you said a lot of influencers have gone down that path yeah, right? and i lot. think especially in our industry as well yeah yeah, yeah. well it, it comes about due to um i think not desperation but the the lure of money so yeah. it's a quick I know fix. you guys did a collab with them um 
last year with like a fucking you did something giving our ticket to MC. Yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah, will, yeah. Nick will talk on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brisbane versus Melbourne, which is fine. And like obviously you guys um, pushed along this sponsorship for me to sign the deal because obviously you had Dabble coming up to you. You're no doubt going to have other bookies going to come up to you in the future. Um, and it's nice, as Tom said, to get you guys on our side, and we want to try and get more people on this side. And it's not even about signing up to our company. Obviously, we run two different companies here, which are hugely profitable in a sense of helping people to make money. But as I said, we want to go down the awareness pathway way more next year in 2023, teaching people not only how to make money, but more importantly, how to stop losing, how to bet smarter, and essentially how to help them not fucking ruin their lives just know the consequences before you start which don't people don't really understand yeah and we don't want to sound like the fun police either like we're not sitting here saying don't gamble at all like we've discussed this on our podcast we don't sit here saying don't gamble at all but we want um people to not bet dumb yeah so be aware of it (laughs) yeah like the bookies gamble responsibly oh yeah (laughs) no no but like that's fucking cop out rubbish that's been rinsed so much that 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 saying has no meaning now to like some degree yeah no like we want to say like all right why are you doing a multi like like most people do the same game or same race or like you guys i know you don't really bet much you guys will know the terminology um but like most people if you ask them why they're doing it they have no fucking idea Mm. and then you teach them like what's a unit oh i don't know um so i guess increasing awareness around education and i think yeah, yeah to add a little story to that which i think like most people generally can relate to is if you go up to sort of any bloke that's 18 to 25 and you you're in the pub or something and you just go hey mate do you punt or do you gamble or do, do you play on sports where you got an account whatever you may be they'll be like yeah yeah, yeah. like do you win like nah and everyone will always say no but like everyone doesn't even think that that's a problem Mm. And they like, kind of laugh about it, don't they? Yeah, it's kind of just like, nah, uh, yeah. nah, man, didn't get up we, this week. Literally, yeah. bragging out, about it. How yeah, sad. we mm, were out last sad. week. We had a subs party or Christmas party at um, Arcadia or whatever. We had like a few subs there that were celebrating with us for the year. And there was a kid who would have been like 22. He actually spilled a beer on me, and I was like, yeah, whatever, don't worry. He's like, can I buy you a drink? Whatever. I'm like, no, I don't care, mate. It's fine. I don't get angry. You don't have a drink. I was drinking at the night. Oh, yeah, yeah, drink, DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Like, first time I ever had a drink with him. The year, and he God. didn't touch it. He told me to get stuff taken no, home. No, I literally would drink like once, maybe every 12 months. Yeah, anyway, back to the story. Whatever. Yeah, had yeah. four drinks. It was like, whatever. Went home and um, no problem. But point is, this Went kid home. came up to me <laughs> and he's like, sorry, can I buy you a drink? I'm like, no, no, whatever. Anyway, 10 minutes later, I'm like, hey, watch this. I can guarantee you this guy bets and loses. I said to the boys, I'm like, watch this. Ask him. He's like, I'm like, hey, mate, do you bet? He's like, yeah. Do you lose? Yeah, doesn't everyone? Mm. And we just sat there like, fuck. And it I'm like, sub? no, no, this guy's across. He's built a beer oh, on me. He's not part, oh, of our he's service. not part of our service. He didn't know who we are. Anyway, long story short, I said to him like, man, if you like, if someone comes up to you at a, at a bar, it probably seems like a scam. But I'm like, look, look, man, if you like surround yourself with that content or stuff, we'll completely change your mindset around betting forever. And anyone else, we will 100% change your mindset forever. Once you see this stuff, you can't unsee it. And he goes, are you... JP Mendoza or something and it was <laughs> basically go. I was on a I was on a social media group like probably two two years ago where I used to like educate people and like yeah. basically I guess put out content which would annoy people saying don't do multis anyway he knew me from that and for two years he's like thinking this is all a scam but yet this guy was losing every week and this is an idea like Steve fucking loves talking about it where they think we're a scam and you've done like comps on it why people would rather bet still yet pay us mm. like what's the topic you love talking about oh like, it's just it? like people are happy to like donate a hundred dollars a month 
Is that what you mean? Yeah, like, like they would rather keep betting and losing yeah, yeah. rather than maybe go potentially and look going at and getting advice because yeah. they feel like if people like pay for betting advice, I think it all comes down to the fact that everyone just thinks you cannot beat the bookies yeah. at all. No one, no one at all. So therefore, if you're paying someone to continue to lose, then you're sort of getting scammed. So yeah. because like there's just this ingrained belief that you cannot beat the bookies hands down therefore if we're if you're paying us to be taught how to beat the bookies you're still not going to win because of this like fake belief that you can't win and so therefore we're just simply taking your money instead mm. of instead of instead of that money being used by the person to just lose straight to sports bet sort of thing mm. so people have a real sort of um yeah problem with that i suppose i'm really intrigued to know because you get so many people who are very skeptical about signing up with yourself and the whole process of you know what you said steve how did it start when you guys first began the business and the company to like get the name out there and just start telling people, oh, hey, do you want to make money off the bookies? Like, how do you even, how do you even yeah. start doing <laughs> it? Because you know, you, you obviously you guys cop a lot of shit yeah. now as it well, is. I couldn't imagine what it'd be like at the start when you got, especially in a like, football no, no one yet, yeah, no, yeah. you haven't started anything and people just like saying to you, oh, what the fuck do you want, mate? When you just started, like, how do you still sustain the belief to keep going and get past that shit patch to get, We've gone to now. Yeah, good question. Um, well, Hustler started first. Hustler Squad was. Guess that's why it's um, called Hustler. Well, that was yeah, my business partner hustle. at the time. We decided to call it that. Um, anyway, June twenty twenty, because we'd done this. We lived off it for. I lived off it personally for seven years. Literally, was my sole income for seven years. I made fucking how much we make, Tom. Travel the world, didn't you? Fair so bit. Would have made maybe over three hundred k from it in seven years. It's not a huge amount of money. Like co- probably nothing. could have made way more. Well, no, you don't do nothing. <laughs> doing nothing. But like you're not like <laughs> you're not working. <laughs> Fuck me. Jeez, <laughs> Nick. No, no. I mean, I mean I Nick's actually rinsed him. You're not, not doing. No, no. As in no, like it's... you're not working. Well, somewhere. yeah. Okay, so like yeah, cool. You don't have to go to your office and go work <laughs> yeah, for a yeah, boss. Yeah, 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 but you still yeah. have to put in the work and yeah, learn the right, content right, and do bad. it right. So when we started it, we just started it. Nick, mate, get stuck into it. Fucking lazy. No, so I've done it for seven years. Kiro done it for seven years. Who who started it with me? And then we we didn't have a plan. Like we just started fucking putting out content. Mm. I made a free course, which is basically teaching people how to do it step mm. by step, all free. Do this, place this, understand this, use this calculator, change your idea. And then probably six months later, um, obviously Tom, I'd worked with doing match betting stuff before. Um, and then Steve had a system around horse racing. And I just thought, like, look at this. Like, it, it kind of blew up in the first three months, really? just posting on Instagram, getting our friends involved. Yeah. I'd, I'd lived off it, but always hated talking about it with yeah. people because people get taboo around gambling. Yeah. So mm. when people are like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I, like, bet. And then people are like, what do you mean you bet? It's like, <laughs> like, like dude, that's gambling? No, I, I make money off the books. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, like, I was really confused. You're a degenerate, you? like you don't mm. win. And like you don't even want to tell people. Like your relatives, my relatives wouldn't know this. They probably might know now, but probably never ever spoke about it to like anyone except my own family. Um, and then obviously got Steve and Tom involved um, with the system. The official story is obviously um, I joined the system after. But we obviously had the idea together to make it. You guys were the front of it for the first two years and now we've got two companies which have been very successful in the space of helping probably thousands of people our own subscribers obviously that have paid us we've got a 560 member community with the paid area of hustler and a 500 ish member of the system and we've had probably eight thousand people do our free course so even though there's huge numbers by the sounds of it that's fucking nothing compared to what we Mm. want to get to Mm. and where we want to multiply and that's why we're doing things like collaborating with 
people who are having the same audience yeah but spreading this idea like a contagion to basically wake more people up so yeah uh in terms of the question i know i went off topic yeah so when you tell people like you said it's a scam you literally would have copped that 20 times a day on tiktok yeah tiktok probably started a year and a half after we started the company as in we we started using it um but in facebook groups i used to sit in comments and like post like someone would post a multi i'm like hey don't do this this is not the way to bet you'll lose money doing this fucking 50 people rinse me straight up doing polls in the group get this guy out of the group get this guy out of the group but then the odd person would message me and be like hey man um i'm interested in what you're saying because i never used to get angry at people i used to just keep speaking without any emotion like do this maths this it doesn't work do mathematics you get maybe one in ten people message you and then that compounds and then that's how we build our group all of a sudden we've got a social media following we start doing more content we get these guys involved steve started making videos about the value of your sports bet account which is something or any betting account and then all of a sudden more people message us and it just grows like any business so Mm. to to answer jp's to answer the question (laughs) to summarize what jp said it's authenticity transparency and just challenging people so when people say it doesn't work or you can't make money then you know jump and jump on and do our free course man it's completely free or watch this video that i made for you yeah you just like and we just continually it's just the same message over and over again it's the same it's our face people know our name like it's it's as authentic Mm. as it comes we've done it and then when people start doing it they're like geez like these this is legit like what the hell and then they start telling people yeah. about it, and you know JP's fa- like JP's famous in these Facebook groups, these betting hey, Facebook hey. groups where they, you know, He's JP like Mendoza. Like all these people know him <laughs> I because my name a few times. they just know him because he like he, you just challenge people. You never, you never, it's never personal. It's just like, well, I, I disagree with what you're saying that you can't make money because I've done it for nine mm. years. Watch this video, do this free course, mm. and just feeding people content, connecting with the right people, and eventually the right people find you content. Like yeah. that's how it's happened. I got a question for um, JP. Um, I don't know how much you can comment on this, but what are your thoughts on gambling helplines? Like, are they are they legitimate or is it part of the whole matrix sort of thing? It's a great. Can question. you comment on that? Uh, we've we've talked about this a bit, uh, not officially, but come up in convo. I, I personally have had an opinion around it. I haven't called up myself ever. Yeah. But I like to make um, opinions and and decisions based off my gut and logic and how I apply things. So sometimes I'll make a call on something I have fucking no idea about, but based off no bias, I'll make the call. So my opinion is those calls, obviously generally, I think don't do what they're supposed to do. And I'm happy to be proven wrong. But I think when you speak, cause me and Tom, especially on the DMs, we get to talk to a lot of people who aren't subscribers. So they'll reach out to us in the DMs on Instagram and we'll send them voice recordings, personalized. So. That's, that's something that our service has actually been built off, um, which has helped us to be authentic, transparent, and challenge them. Um, and when you speak to these people and you can relate to them, because we weren't people who have just fucking decided to not gamble. Like, we've all gambled, like, we've lost. We started off as losing gamblers. Like, we're not immune to that. But when you can relate to a person, I think it's better. And I think a lot of these people on these calls are just, like, robotic people reading off a script, ticking mm. boxes. Mm and maybe haven't gambled themselves probably some of them have but i think um with the industry always changing you need to be on top of like the tools that they're using they're doing the type of bets how they're betting and whether they're aware of that i'm not sure and i think like even having a chat to people we've we've spoken to we don't do a lot of anti-gambling or or addictive type of people signing up and asking us questions but me and tom have probably had three or four calls and success rate has been almost 100% just from like a half an hour call. And I'm not saying we're really good, 
but these people have actually called helplines and had no success yep. so like i don't know like i think we can definitely improve and who uh, i'm not sure who's running these helplines or i think some are government regulated correct which is where i was getting at yeah. and the government's making a lot of money corrupt. off gambling yeah not, who knows like corrupt is a strong word but if you could explain yeah. why the incentive is okay if, if if gambling is fully destroyed which it, it never is going to be but that's going to reduce a lot of money for the government mm. so if you start uh putting out more legislations that that decrease the advertising massively then you're gonna no doubt um do the sorry my phone's not ringing you're no doubt going to fuck up the revenue that's coming through so if they're fully going harder to stop it I don't think they fully want to do that mm. um, because money talks and money, yep. follow the money. Most times you'll find out where shit's going. So with those helplines yeah. though, it's like, you know, who do they want to be speaking to? If you're like a 19, 20 year old kid who's punted away 20 grand today and you, you're fucking like, this is so shit. I need to speak to someone ASAP to help them. Like you might get on a call and you might have, you know, a 60 year old lady who's been on the gambler's helpline that's done it forever, knows every single question, knows how to handle someone or palm mm. someone off to it psychologist or whatever they need to be doing to talk someone down but at the end of the day sometimes people just need like the fair income truth like mate you know I've, I've had a day where i've lost two grand and i know the feeling and i guarantee right now like all you want to do is get out of that hole or you know place the next bet and i you know that is how you got here so you need to think about like why you're doing it you know and really process why you're betting and i think sometimes these helplines, as JB said, like just follow the script, talk them down, make sure they calm down, make sure they're okay, go and get some support tomorrow. And sometimes they just need like just to genuinely hear, like you fucked up, mate. You can't do anything about it right now. And the only the worst thing you can do right now is place another bet. Mm-hmm. And as JP said, we didn't just wake up and we're like, oh, let's be match betters, let's run this system. We all used to punt all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that's how we knew each other. Like JP's told some stories about you know big bets he's had. Like we've we've all punted, so we understand. And it's easier to speak to someone who gets it and knows the situation. Like I've been in a situation, I've been in the races, you know, a couple hundred bucks down, you're like, fuck, you know, I need to hit the next winner or... And if you can speak to them, be like, I know exactly how you're feeling, kind of relate to that situation. I feel like that can work really well. And we've only had a few examples of that, but yeah, it's been quite successful so far. I think I should add to that as well. We we will drop F-bombs and and C-bombs and stuff when we're talking to customers, which is probably not what the gambling helpline's going to do. And it actually makes you a real person. Like yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're relatable. No, I rate so that. I when I say like, that, yeah. like I'll say, look, man, what the you're fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. ask yourself why the fuck you are gambling right now. Write it down on a piece of paper and say, look, you've got a family, you've got kids, you've got a wife. Sounds you're giving them no fucking attention. You've got anxiety coming out of your ass. You're staying up till fucking 4 a.m. Yeah. watching the EPL because you want a fucking multi in your last leg. And it's like... doesn't even know anything about soccer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you don't even know what you're doing. So firstly, ask yourself, like, what, you're, why you're doing it. And a big one that Tom, like Tom, you should trademark this, is um, <laughs> Jeez, here we go. is I'm not trademarking this. No, no. I don't know what this is gonna do. Gamblers <laughs> will, gamblers will think about how much they can win before they think of what will happen if they lose. So Tom's like always said, if you're someone who's struggling on the punt and you are uh, obviously addicted or you're going bad, down bad that habits. pathway, yeah, think about right. Most people, you, you speak to your mate, hey, I got this multi, it's gonna fucking win. They, they think it's gonna win. But if it loses, what's what's the consequence of that? Because most people, when they're placing the bet, they don't think of that. They just think of the possibilities of, I'm going to go on holiday to Bali, I'm going to buy this car, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Rather than, all right, if I lose this, am I going to be able to put food on the table or do I have to go and work overtime? Do I have to um, start fucking bashing a wall in or something because I'm stressed out of my brain or I'm going to now talk, not talk to my missus for two days? 
because I'm feeling sick. So thinking about the consequence rather than the outcome that's going to win and most of the time it does lose. So I, I think... Yeah, that, that kind of advice I would highly doubt is being put through phone calls. I reckon a little sort of like analogy, I don't know, a way to sum up sort of, we haven't really trialed and tested much of the gambling help. So yeah. this is all sort of just things that we... Speculation. Speculation at the moment. But I, I think one way that you could potentially think about it is gambling is very similar to drugs and alcohol and, and yeah. the addictions and the, what it does to your brain and stuff yeah, like that. that. Yeah. If, you've got, if you've got an ice addict, do you reckon calling up and speaking to someone on the phone is going to help? No, no chance. No. Like, I think no. sort of, yeah, to sum it up there, it's like it, it can, but they'd need to be very, very, they need to be like, they'd need to be very like empathized with and have like that feeling of like community and belonging with the person they're speaking to, not just sort of someone running off a script saying, don't do this, don't do that sort of thing. Uh, also to comment on gambling as well, I think... Um, the growth of gambling has ruined our perspective of sport these yeah, days. Definitely. And, you know, like our purpose yeah. is to watch the footy um, and to mm. enjoy it for what it is. But, you know, you've got mates saying to me, I'll oh, come over, we'll put a punt on. And you watch the game, you know, I might go for the pies. Pies are winning, but he's upset because his multi didn't get up. Yeah, he's like, a pie sport. Yeah. You're, you're, you're there to watch yeah, the sport for yeah. its yeah. purpose yeah. and gambling literally taking it over. So I think that's, yeah, it just defeats the whole purpose of it. Yeah. Worst thing is watching the soccer with a mate. And he'd be like, there'd be a yellow card. Just the photo of you, mate. There'd be a yellow card that um, happened or whatever. And he's like, yes. I'm like, what you should I bring a yellow card for? Or a corner happens. Yeah, fuck yeah, corner. Honestly, they're, like, they're that's sad. Corner, that's so you're putting fun. corners on. Yeah. yeah, like, we'd be, we'd be watching, like, a, a team we go detailed? for. Is that detailed? Bro, you can bet on anything. Are you serious? They'd celebrate okay, when the opposing team scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got no actually, idea what this shit I wanna, is. I want to comment further on that, actually, because I'm actually a culprit of it, too, or I have been in the past. Um, disposal markets. Yeah. Cheering for the last disposal. Yeah. I oh, think it's just so yeah, I've been stupid. around people like that. Yeah. Like, it could be 20 seconds left, the best game ever, and you're cheering for this yeah. bloke to get another touch. Hey, I've um, been in a room where someone's lost 400 bucks because Jago Amira didn't get his 25th disposal. Instead, he kicked it off the ground oh, four yeah. times. I think I have the same person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he wouldn't shut up He it. lost yeah. the money or he didn't win it? He didn't win his multi. So he yeah. didn't lose. Yeah. Oh, so, well, he's he's again. Yeah. yeah. He could have won 400 bucks, but he didn't. Correct. So they count so that I lost 400. He probably put in like, 20, I don't know. But yeah. like, yeah. See, that's the problem. So he goes like, oh, if he got the extra touch, I would have won the money. Won. Yeah. But hang on. What about the, what about, he put a 20 leg multi on. So what about the other 19 other legs? Could one of them been lucky? Like maybe, maybe once someone scored a goal last penalty last minute like they could have been lucky wins but you're having this mindset where your wins are justified but your loss is like oh no if that happened it's like no hang on look Correct. at the picture spot on so I'd cut that up put it on fucking TikTok because yeah. that's everyone we've talked about like this exact same concept you have a 20 leg multi you miss by one leg and you're like oh, I'm so unlucky yeah. nah mate you're lucky you're to lucky. hit 19 Literally. legs beforehand yeah. Yeah. yeah how about um previous stories I think there was a story on a current affair a few years ago bookies not paying out the total earnings um, there has been situations where I remember um, a bloke placed a bet on a horse and the odds changed like a second before the race or something but he was meant to win a million dollars he got paid at a hundred thousand I don't know if you heard that story I think I have but I don't know the details but yeah I've just heard stories where but bookies, the bookies that's, yeah, that's rare it is rare. Yeah. It, it took, there, there has been stories. I, I don't know about this specific one, but I've heard ones where people have found a market that the odds yeah, have just been wrong. massively inflated. The odds are wrong, essentially. Yeah. Like someone that yeah, the, the interns just put the wrong. One. Yeah, what there was that one? A bunch of boys from our footy club that got the 40. I was going to say, that's probably the most popular one. People listening to this would probably have seen yeah. that one before. So 
they was it. It was player no not player yeah, in, in the game. No, no. They say they multi them all together. It was wrong. The price was wrong in all the games. So no one got forty. Yeah, player was. player not to get forty disposals was like two dollars fifty or whatever in every game. So people multi it nine times, paying out an absolute fortune. And, it was an error on their bar. Yeah, and and so like loads won. of people had money on them. And what they, they didn't pay them out. They, they ended up having to pay them out. Yeah, but it was a big fight for it. There was a class Sports action. Bet. Yeah. Well, was there a clause in the contract that said like? Um, if he's subject to change, we cannot pay you out. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure of the specifics, like but that. they. But Sportsbet lost. Like yeah. all those people got paid out. Like, most bookmakers <laughs> wouldn't pay that out. I don't think. But if like, enough people if it was have a small up, bookmaker, yeah, like they would just say fuck you. But yeah. Sportsbet because of the publicity around them and the fact that they're probably the biggest corporate in Australia, that they, they, they don't want to ruin their image, so they'll just pay it out. Yeah. Pay a bit of chump change for them as well. Correct, and yeah. that's like when they they do like a Carlton top four. Pay out by fucking round ten or something. Yeah, like they look like heroes, but realistically, they they know that they're gonna look like heroes to some people. And now they oh, sports bet's fucking nice. They pay it out early. Good blokes and whatever. And then they know that that person getting the money in their account is probably just gonna go straight back in. Yeah. um, (laughs) Well, like it's it's not like as funny as it is. That's how logical it should be. It's like why do bookmakers give you a bonus bet when they want you to sign up or when they want you to get a second and third offer when your horse comes second or third? It's like because they know. That that um, punter is treating that like a refund, even though it's not their money, and then they'll go and lose it mm. again because they're trying to chase some fucking phantom massive payout. And then at the end of the day, they've lost their fifty and they've lost their bonus. But the bonus was what actually got them to put the fifty on in the first place. And now they're fucked, and they'll just keep repeating that process over and over again. So like, yeah, it's just psychology, and this is the type of stuff we could go here and speak about this for eight hours. Like, yeah fucking every single day of the, of the week we won't know just but obviously we won't <laughs> but Stay like the, Keep the, the moment you start thinking about <laughs> logically and, and start like really looking at okay why is why is Sportsbet telling me to do a same race multi why is Sportsbet ad- telling me to put a four leg same game why is Ladbrokes telling me to add more legs they're a bookie they want you to lose <laughs> no when you put more legs you have less probability of winning so That's right. Yeah, think about that. Yeah. How do you guys keep the emotion out of the whole um, process with not only everyone giving you shit, but also like telling people to, you know, put this bet on and dealing with all these numbers? Obviously, if you're going to take it emotionally, it's going to be hard for you to do this. You obviously got to treat it like, you know, leave the emotion out of it. How do you like control that? Because it's such a big factor with many businesses in general. So two parts to that, the actual betting side of things and then the emotion of people. Yeah, just like everything because the whole, like, as I said, like running a company, oh, you got to keep emotion out of it. Well, How do you do that, especially in yours? No, so so we're, we're fucking emotional people. Everyone's an emotional person, yeah. but it's what you do. You don't act on the emotion. So yeah. we have been so successful and we're blowing up like quickly because of our passion. Yeah. Without that, we're fucked. Like we're just going to teach you how to do yeah. something. You're not going to listen. But if we start like telling people that we want to help them, which we actually do, we genuinely want to help people, yeah. and we spend time with people, yeah. of course, that's going to help. So when someone rinses us or, or says something wrong yeah. to us, we don't sit there and, oh, that guy's a fuckwit, let's go and make a video and call him a dickhead. Yeah. Like, we'll never do that. Yeah. But we'll use that person as an example to help other people. So uh-huh. the emotion might come out in the video, like people think we're all tr- like, um, this guy's triggered or whatever. I used yeah. to make videos about sports bed and bet with mates. and, and Yeah. I'll put emotion through the videos because that's what get fucking views. Mm. Yes, I am emotional about the subject, but I don't go sit there kicking my couch because like the fucking yeah. I'm emotional about it. I'm yeah. using marketing, passion, and yeah. an idea of what yeah. we want to get out of it to actually yeah. achieve it. So 
yeah. I think you have to be emotional about yeah. your business because you're passionate about it. Yeah. But using it in the right way. You need to, you need to have that some sense of logic, logic though. Correct. Logic always prevails, yeah. as I like yeah. to say. And this that's the first part about dealing with other people. But Steve probably is really good at talking about the emotion of actually betting and, and I guess the system. We, like, even when we used to bet, we'd get emotional. Um, and that will come as a bit of a shock p- potential like particularly to our subscribers because they hear us talking about it a lot but we definitely do get emotional particularly when we used to bet but what is critical is being able to sort of identify your emotions and separate yourself from it yeah. and be like fuck that horse didn't win spewing that's okay i'm not going to then change my behavior and this is something that we teach to all our subscribers as well is you can ha- you can be emotional whip that horse home like we love to like you know whip the horse home it's fun like it's entertaining and shit right but if it doesn't win or if it wins loses draws who gives a shit don't let it impact your next step right yeah. so yeah. it's like the next bet that you place don't worry about what has happened in the past and you can hear it in people words like chase as soon as you hear someone say oh, i got to chase my losses yeah. or the, the the get out stakes classic horse racing terms where people are like this is my chance to make up for what's happened they're thinking they're making decisions based on their emotions of the past yeah. So all of a sudden their logic has just been completely clouded by emotions. So it's yeah. really being able to separate your emotions and not letting it impact your behavior is yeah, super critical. Okay. Yep. Well, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say all of that like is assuming that they're following a system that's winning, right? Mm. Obviously we've made one that wins and, and can't lose if you follow the rules. And that relies on not changing your unit size, your bet size. Most gamblers as simple as this will lose because their bet sizes are not consistent. So you'll you let's say you have a thousand dollars, put fifty on a uh, on a well, let's go twenty on a ten dollar horse first race it wins you you got two hundred and twenty or two hundred bucks in your account, you've now you're up one hundred and eighty or whatever. Your next bet most likely if you're a gambler won't be twenty it'll be a hundred or two hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and if you bet like that you will lose. That's and you problem. talk to every gambler who loses, I can guarantee you that's yeah. how they bet. Delayed gratification. So yeah. The People, first thing yeah. is to keep your unit size the same. Yeah. Divide yeah. your bet size by a hundred. Do your bankroll by a hundred. So allocate a thousand dollars to betting. That's all you have. If you have a hundred grand, put a thousand dollars to betting, and divide that by a hundred. Don't bet more than that size every time, and you will not lose. Someone said it last week, oh, but you're just going to lose it slower. Mm-hmm. Of course you're fucking going to lose yeah. it slower, but that's better than losing it all in one day. So mm. things like that is a simple starting point. Obviously, there's way more complexities to it, but yeah, that's a, that's a big reason. With the, like, I like the, you know, when you asked about the emotions about like comments on TikTok or whatever, I don't know if you guys have haters or people that write yeah. stupid bullshit. Yeah, but plenty, someone's plenty of that. There, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, like, I didn't yeah. think you have haters. I've, we've copped, yeah. I've personally copped it for my opinions and thoughts. Just go on the radio. copped it. Adam's on the radio. Oh, no, even yeah. the last what do they say? Even last year's Oh, TikTok's. mate, we're just three kids from Berlin talking shit in our in our Bubba's garage, mate. Like, people think we're a bunch of nuffies and if yeah, we put yeah. a strong opinion out there, there's going to be a lot of rebuttal. Um, that, yeah, um, but rebuttal's yeah. different to, like, hate or, like, not, they, people no, fully like, attacking not, compa- you. I think it bets what you guys yeah. cop, but, um, for example, you know, Adam copped it when he went on SEN because, yeah, well, Goss, that prick, tried to make out that... <laughs> Oh, fucking, right, we're calling yeah. him a prick. Yeah, um, it that. turned into an interrogation. He tried to make Adam to be some 20-year-old, he's 21, 20-year-old uni student who doesn't know his shit and he's not a credible source. Well, fuck you, mate. We are a credible source. We do know our shit. And um, yeah, so there's there's always people out there who I guess kind of envy us if we of if course. we do break uh, or yeah. if we do break a big story and yeah. we do get something right. There's always going to be some bigger 
big boy media company yeah. out there that do. Tall terms poppy syndrome. Of, in, mate, spot on. Yeah, yeah. tall poppy syndrome. It's exactly yeah. right. And in terms of like TikTok comments and stuff, yeah, we've copped it in the past here and there, but we just cop it on yeah. the chin and we have a few few laughs about it. There's yeah. some I've personally saved and printed out and hung them up on my wall. I love them that much. Um, <laughs> I think that, we need to do that. Yeah, they just motivate you. Yeah, yeah the hate right. wall. Yeah. Hall of Fame. Ned but you Brockman just feel sorry that. for those people. Like if you're sitting on TikTok and like mm. the only thing you can think of doing is writing some like spiteful hateful comment on like a tiktok video and doing it over and over again like it mustn't be much of a life like i genuinely feel sorry for something like yeah, we have yeah. repeat offenders like that write the same shit over and over again i'm like man like really for two um, years. is that what you're doing today personally it actually drives like your motivation i reckon yeah a like, yeah. person i can say i can say that comfortably like people who want you to do bad Makes you me just want to prove them wrong. Oh, yeah, Do everything in your power. Yeah, yeah it really. And eventually, and eventually, it wears them down. I reckon yeah. we've oh, had yeah. some haters who all of a sudden disappear because they've they've literally spent eighteen months on energy that has provided nothing positive for them, <laughs> yeah. and we're just still like you know thriving oh. off it. So they're how just many, like fucking. Sick. How many people have we come across? If we think back two years ago when we first started this, and we're literally oh. doing this in the family room webcam. of our houses on a on a fucking <laughs> fifty dollar webcam, who have told us that we ain't going to be nothing. And like, you know, they've had a little laugh about us. You're a bit of a meme at the start. Yeah, yeah, basically turning us into a bit of a meme. And then now you bump into them at the nightclub or you see Yeah, I saw you on the... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, your mates now. Respect for your brother. (laughs) (laughs) Keep doing doing what you're doing, man. No one else will be doing it, man. Like, a lot of people say they're going to be doing this, but, you know, you boys are actually going to put yourselves out there and making a name for yourselves. Keep at it, bro. Keep at it. Not everyone can do it. Like, fuck off. Go get him a water. My biggest pet hate is when, as Yubi said, you go out and you get attention from people. You're doing great. Um, they're pumping your tires up. They don't actually follow you. Yeah. So it's like, mate, like, <laughs> which one, which yeah. end are you on? Like, yeah. Yeah. At least commit to the task. Like, if you're not, if you like what we're doing, <laughs> commit follow to us. the task. Nah, nah, the best is when because you know we we've blown up a couple times on our TikTok, and the best is when people have seen our content, but they don't actually follow the page or they actually don't know our name. Oh, and you see him out in person, you'd be like. Oh my god, that's the mate from that's the guy from behind the bench TV. Or um, the back burner. The back burner. Back on, oh, back the, on best, the bench. The best was one I got. Um, some bloke he knew. Um, St- uh, Jack Silvani signed up at the gym. He's, he's oh, he works at the gym and Jack Silvani signed up at his gym. He comes up to me. I see him out one day. He comes up to me. He goes, Hey bro, I just met Jack Silvani. I told him I'm gonna get you on back to the pocket. <laughs> I was, I was like, What's back to the pocket, bro? And he was so passionate, he was so excited to tell me that he yeah. met Jack Silvani and that he's going to do me a favour, get him on the event, get, get, get him on the podcast. But no, back to the pocket, bro. You can't ever get my podcast name right. <laughs> back to the pocket. Gosh. So the coach yeah. says to go, JP, doesn't he? Back to the pocket. How about when we, uh, we, we told that girl at the nightclub you were Harrison McCready? Oh, that yeah. was a funny, funny that, that, that was another story. Maybe yeah. we won't get too much of detail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shout out to Harrison McCready, mate. Yeah, looks nothing like him, but yeah. mate, she must have been blind, mate. An assist for Harrison there. <laughs> but I just want to talk back on um like sort of logistics and with back to the bench and hustler, the system. Yeah. Last well, JP and also obviously you blokes. Um like what are your like ultimate long term goals with hustler and the system? Good like question. is there anything you wanna just like do you wanna reach the obviously you wanna reach the pinnacle of your market, but like do you wanna defeat the bookies essentially? Do you think Fucking that's possible? Because yeah, because you did say that there's no way the bookies will ever get defeated. So I'm a bit nah, confused. So like, what is the end goal? Yeah, we need to clarify that. So with awareness, pin- pinnacles. Emerging. Be careful with chasing pinnacles because I don't reckon they exist unless like you've got like Messi winning a World Cup. That's a pinnacle that's ob- objectively defined. With this, right, you can't really say, all right, that's the top. We want to get to there. It's like we've got goals in terms of generally educating more people, helping more people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, cool. We've got objective goals with number of people we want to help, 
but I think we want to keep it very like whatever happens happens because it's it's evolution like it's changing all the time we don't even know what's happening tomorrow or next week yeah um yeah we're cool we've got plans but like we're getting an office stuff like that we're going to try and leverage that and, and make our content more and put more into it steve's quit his job so he's no longer working any time unemployed like unemployed all back three to of us dad. are now unemployed um obviously we're, we're the company now but um this That'll is all we're going to do in the next in the next two three years so hope so um yeah. I don't know if they're like, it's a really hard question to answer. Defeating the bookies, nah. No, because nah. We, we don't, firstly, like you said, it's never going to happen. No, nah, but like subjectively but, defeating the bookies would be for us raising the awareness yeah. so that people don't just blindly donate Correct. and actually people consider what, they, what they're doing. Yeah. That, that's, that's defeating the bookies for yeah, us well, because then, of course, for every that. person that all of a sudden starts changing the way they bet, they bet with sense, like they bet sensibly, they bet with structure, you know, they don't just blindly chase stupid multis. That's a loss for the bookies. And I guess that's sort of the reason why we are in col- collaboration with you blokes because obviously, as you said before, earlier on the podcast, we do have a fairly big influence that we do need to um, acknowledge. And a lot of them are, you know, 18, as young as 14 to 25 year olds. And, Majority of them, I guarantee you, they're all punters, and they're you know, and as a eighteen year old, nineteen year old, working, and mm-hmm. you're probably not on a lot of money, and to like blow it all, blow your weekly wage on punting, it's, yeah. it's 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 not right, and we do need to change that mindset for um, local football clubs, football supporters. Like I said, I've 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 been in, I've been around betting my whole life. I've never really got into it at all. I don't really even know what a fucking multi is, but yeah, um, that's good. That's incredible, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I, for someone like, like of your it, demographic to not know what a multi is, I never like, touched it. I didn't realize how mental. rare I was until that I became so close rare. with JP. Um, I've always loved football for the game, and that's that, that's all. Like I've never really focused on the odds. I don't even know what the odds meant up until like a year ago, until I met JP. But um, I think it's it's very important for us as back to the bench to uh, promote this awareness that yeah. you guys are um, your, and promote your vision as well at the Hustle Squad and at, at the Systems because it is very important for um, yeah. for us to change the mindset yeah. of uh, young punters. and Not just the demographic, but we do have some, some certain people that do follow us um, who would really appeal to it as well. Some people with high following as well that hopefully we can get on board. Um, I've got a couple names yeah. listed down. So we've got so people who follow us, Dan Gorringe, Warwick Kappa, Will Schofield, Aaron Phillips, Kudafides, Jack Watts, Triple M Perth, Ball Bandits, Prime Train, Kados, AFL Central, um, Callum Coleman Jones, Joe Bernard K. Ruse, um, and then a few other few other footy pages with high followings, Highlights Club, based on footy, I think I said AFL Central. Um, so I think, yeah, like, uh, and there's a few more as well I've, yeah, I haven't means. listed. So I think, yeah, just like having people, um, that Teddy bloke from that does TikTok, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. If you want to know what it looks like what it looks like to be successful in two or three years, it's to have like fifteen or twenty podcasts that instead of telling you what multi they're betting on this weekend, would be to be like, you know, and you know, if you're thinking about having a pun or your mates having a pun, you know, make sure that they understand the risks of it or that it's being discussed or they've had JP on their podcast, something like that. If we can just grow awareness, like mm, it's a it's a right. massive culture thing yeah, in that's Australia. That's, 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 that's all said, it is. That's what I said to JP when we're teeing up this um, collaboration. I said, mate, like the only thing we could really do for you is promote your brand and awareness. The story. People yeah. need to know who you guys are, what you guys do and how you're different to Sportsbet and and the bookies essentially and how it how your product will benefit them instead of you know going down the deep path of gambling and you know stuck in the fucking like i said before matrix of gambling where it's just yeah. the negative path 
One one thing as well, I want to ask you: other bookies, shut up, Adam. Other bookies, um, like actual bookmakers, they're obviously aware of what you guys do. How yeah. do they? Um, how's that been? It's been pretty um, brutal. Like you know, no, nah, like ruthless. they're not. It's a drop not in the ocean. Say again. It's a drop in the ocean. Yeah, we're not. Mm. We're not affecting them enough to, for them to care. Yeah, there'll oh, be yeah. smaller bookies <laughs> nah, that yeah. are definitely aware of us and they'll try and do things, but they can't really this is the thing like yeah cool we teach everyone how to do things but we also put me- measures in place obviously a lot of people we haven't even touched on this a big part of what we teach relies on promotions and specials bookies will ban you if you don't do this properly in a sustainable way so we teach people how to make money but it's not like it was seven years ago when we were absolutely taking the piss making fucking 5 10k every saturday mm. on the footy right nowadays you have to do a lot more to sustain your account so when people are you say you don't do any work I'm joking but the point is you have to put effort into actually like we spoke about it you probably put 25% of your effort into making money and 75% into sustaining your accounts Yeah, which separates how much you're going to make so even if the bookies try to do stuff it's very hard to I'm not going to get into details but they it's very hard for us to be affected by them would you say like we're putting into the measure like we're not invincible but we're putting measures into place to be able to stay under the radar to blend in like normal punters mm-hmm and still be able to use the promotions that they're giving everyone. Yep. So the bookies aren't dumb. Like they're running a they're running a business and at the end of the day they're just going to sit there and prey on the people that as JB said making the money is really easy. So the bookies aren't stupid. They know that people are signing up, getting the bonus, turning it into risk-free money and then disappearing. And then they profile those punters and they don't let those punters back on their platform. Like that's as simple as that. So yeah. to make money consistently, it's not as not as easy as just keep making the money or the bookies are just going to turn a blind eye. If you do it incorrectly or as an amateur, yeah. they just wipe you out. And that's what the bookies will do. And that's why they'll never probably really care about these services because unless we had 50,000 subscribers or you know 50,000 members, which will never happen and we don't ever want to be that big. But unless it was that massive, they're not going to care because anybody that does it wrong through the you know through amateur or do it on themselves they just wipe them out yeah. they just disappear and it's fine and there's thousands of people that are turning 18 every day that are influenced by all these other people we're talking about that will just punt so yeah the, the industry will never die like there will be people punting forever the only way that it could be accelerated in terms of us having more effect is if we do get bigger people involved like yeah. that list that you did mm. there um we've reached out to a few of them i've spoken to will schofield on the phone i actually mm. taught him yeah, match right. and he was very interested in it. His podcast sponsored by Bluebet. Yeah, and we had a chat to him about that. Uh, he's th- there's a spectrum of obviously uh, promotion of gambling. He he's not like at the end of it in a bad way. Like there's yeah. people out there that will tell you what to bet on, and they'll get paid to do that. E.g. like Goddard and and Brownie and those guys. But then you've got people that are accepting a fee to sponsor their podcast, and they just name them at the start of it. Obviously, they're not going into detail, so it's a spectrum. So. We don't agree with obviously that, um, but we understand people like yourselves, like you were approached by Dabble and people yeah. need money and whatever else. Um, but when you get shit like Angry Dad posting yeah. videos of Tim Tams and then telling people what Keep to bet sure, on when yeah. he wouldn't even know what the fucking horse is because <laughs> he's getting paid a fucking cut of every person who copies his yeah. bet. That's just full on shit. Just abuse them for the influence. Like that is just yeah. disgusting. Like we hate that. So yeah, it's a spectrum. So not everyone who is affiliated with a bookmaker is bad. But there's fuck all people affiliated on this side of the fence and we want to get more people over just, here. So then that compounds that. Just on that, um, maybe this is a question for Steve or for you to share a bit of your input. Brendan Favola, we all know his history with gambling and oh. you know how he went down. He threw his whole career well, away because Steve. of it. 
because I've seen his systems <laughs> in TikToks, <laughs> and I know I passionately speaks on this topic. Um, yeah, well, well, that one hurt. Yeah, that one, and, that, and like I'm a big Carlton man. Yeah, like yeah. and like obviously Fev's had a you know very well written story in the media. Yeah. Like he was in the jungle. You know, like he, he almost life around. <laughs> he loves saying the jungle. Maze, it's grass. <laughs> but like it, it literally like he, he was very vulnerable and, you know, became got a lot of credibility back within sort of society, I reckon, based on how vulnerable he was and how open he was, the fact that he was able to turn his life around, which is fantastic. Credit to him. Like I love Fev. Literally uh, my whole life watching him kick goals is the best. But when all of a sudden he decided to, you know, claim that or start promoting gambling, essentially, being tied to Bet Nation. That was like, come on, Fev, man. Like, you know mm. full well you've the impacts. Exactly. You've experienced it. You sold your Coleman medal. Like You've hit rock bottom. You've hit rock bottom. Yeah. Don't go and go and then sort of chase a, chase a payout. Um, it, it really, uh, that one frustrated, frustrated me a lot, yeah. I guess it shows people that are desperate don't give a fuck about other people, and that's where a lot of these decisions come from. Mm. Like, that sounds very crude, but... He's, he's done that purely for financial gain for himself. I think what hurts the most with Fev is a lot of the, a lot of these influencers that we talk about, we think that they probably are a bit ignorant to what they're actually doing and how much impact they have. And by them sponsoring these bookies and stuff like that, they don't actually realize the impact this is having because gambling's such a silent killer, right? So they don't, they don't see the impact that it's having, but Fev full well knows the impact. So that's why it was a real sort of next level kick in the guts for us. Carlton Draft, that was really out of, out of like nowhere. Um, so I think it was when we got back from Adelaide. We yeah. did our trip there for the weekend and that was good fun. Got back and then Adam sends a screenshot of his message from Card and Draft. And I thought it was pranking me. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? What's Card and Draft? Why would they message us for? Like, what do they have with footy? Like, obviously, they're a beer company. But anyway, check the message. They're like, do you guys want to hop on a Zoom call? Um, hopped on the Zoom call. Do you want to follow on what, how you thought of the founder of the Zoom call? Yeah, so basically, saw us off TikTok and the Mick Malloy TikTok had just recently blown up then. And um, I, I guess they saw me and they thought, yeah, this bloke's over 25. They've got this rule that they can only advertise with actors over 25 years old. Yeah. Well, has to look 25 years old. So they would have seen me and thought, yeah, this, I'm 21, <laughs> but, you know, I look like a 38-year-old. Um, they would have seen me and be like, yeah, this guy's 25, we'll get him on. Um, so basically, they entertained us for about two, three Zoom calls. <laughs> and um, they're kind of leading us on. And we kind of... Definitely led us on. Yeah, we, in, in, in their defense, we didn't really give them my age we kind of led yeah. them on, led them on in a way but they were very keen to get us on to promote their um local legends not footy even. festival we're just going to be like a carlton draft specific yeah employee. so we were yeah we were going to basically be in collaboration of carlton draft anyway um there yeah, they found out about my age and the, the, yeah. Thought we were, me and Adam were 16 they thought yeah Adam and Nick <laughs> were 16 yeah. Yeah. Fuck me, so yeah. they had no chance for us we were just hanging on to the fact that I looked 25 and um, <laughs> I think yeah, we're contemplating getting a fake ID. <laughs> no, oh my God. I, was on, I was on one of those calls. I think they just wanted you to fucking, assuming you're dumb and, and like didn't want any money for it to use you for free basically. Yeah, yeah. so we were trying to get something Nothing. like professional out well, of yeah, it and so. they wanted to fucking abuse and abuse us. Because I think, I remember you asked about like, okay, when are we going to fucking talk money? Yeah, yeah. Let's I kept trying to bring it up. And, then, and they're like, oh, next Zoom call, we'll, uh, we'll discuss Yeah, next it. Zoom call, next Zoom call. Hang bro, on, bitch, you reached out to us. <laughs> you, you obviously have a figure in mind. You obviously know what you want from this. So why don't you go next Zoom call? Just yeah. tell me now. Just give me a range. Like, do you need two, three days to think about it or two, three months? What do you need? And then yeah. that, that Canadian bloke had a bit of a mouth on him. <laughs> <laughs> His thick accent. Yeah, I could, oh. couldn't, couldn't work that you bloke know, out. So, you know, we're a podcast 
broadcaster, whatever you like to call us, fan cams. Um, we like to so we like to video our day to day routine and what we what we get up to together. <laughs> so we just put a quick, like it would have been a five second video of us just on a Zoom call with Carlton Draft. This was one of the five Zoom calls we went on with them, and we put it on our story. Anyway, um, that we didn't even mention Carlton Draft or anything. We just we just showed that we're on a Zoom call. Anyway. The next Zoom call, we get on, and some Canadian bloke called Brian. No, a, Jonathan. Jonathan. I won't say his last name, but Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Um, he just didn't. <laughs> he's learning. Problem. He's the voice. He's, of he's, Sorry, he's I'm learning. I'm probably getting a bit yappy now. <laughs> but the reason why I just speak pretty down about this bloke is because he just didn't like us at all. He wanted, he wanted, he wanted any reason not to um, assign with us. Anyway, he he saw that and he had a go at us for. Um, advertising that we were on a Zoom call with Carlton Draft as if it was meant to be some confidential, low-key thing. And uh, in the moment, we kind of simped and we were just oh, like, no. yeah, we were like, oh, sorry, mate. Oh, but right now, like... It, and then afterwards, the text I got from this guy saying, oh, the things I would have said to him. Oh, things I should <laughs> have said to him. And like, like contemplating throwing an egg at, a, <laughs> at something of his property. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far, but you don't be doing that. Do you go out for a few We're beers in Adelaide or not? Did you oh, ride yeah, the not ride, not state, Did you ride the bull? Not at the just wool, at the Man, it's boring. What, what what is there to do in that? Adelaide, state, you man? walk what the streets and yeah, you just ride the bull. No left turns. That was fun, man. That was, fun. <laughs> that was great. We had, we hired out a car. That was, that was just, so fun. Got a TikTok. Got a got a good TikTok going. I'll put our best one. That got us banned on TikTok. Yeah, but um, anyway, yeah, that was a good one. Did you want to say something, Adam? Uh, about what? You had your hand up. Like a little school I did. Well, I've got a question for you boys. Like, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you interview a lot of people. Do you have any funny, like, stories? Not just the videos, oh, but right, like... Razor Ray. Razor So, Razor Ray. So, we thought... Okay. So oh, rather man. than doing... Rather the than worst doing question thing, to ask someone. Rather than doing just a casual interview, just asking him questions about his career, we thought, let's spice up a bit. You know, he's a bit of a lava fan. He loves you know have a bit of a laugh. So we thought, let's do a segment. Obviously, get his consent first, where we egg his head. Mm. So we want to get an egg and put on his head. And then, There's a backstory to these egg shit. They, these blokes are hearing, oh, these cunts love egging people. But <laughs> when, when we were younger as kids, we, we, grew up, we lived on the same street and we grew up together since we were 10 years old. And we had this obsession and this adrenaline and this thrill associated with egging houses. <laughs> and oh, in egg, the we live in an estate full of like, 500 in houses. Daylight. Yeah, in broad daylight. <laughs> We, we were the neighbourhood oh, vandalists. What, so you so we launch would, eggs? Oh, you can't <laughs> eggs. Stand in front of the no, like, no, I just want to shit. Shut mate, up. Mate, don't even <laughs> not try to exaggerate it. Like, we were bad. Um, we no, were no, caught... I'm sponsoring these clips. We, we, this is when we were 12 years old. We were caught that many times. But do you think it stopped us? Like, the adrenaline is what kept us going. We just... And now we, we have this joke. Like, now we have this house. joke. If people fuck us over... At 21, but... Now we have this joke. If people fuck us over, especially big corporate, uh, big corporate organisations or companies like Carlton Draft or OCN, if they try to put us in the mud, then yeah, we're just fucking egg their well, If Carlton Draft's watching this and they, do you, would you give them a second chance? No, fuck no. <laughs> did you bring an egg for JP? Well, no, hang on. What did they want I'll to go, do? I'll go to Furfy and be like, hey, you guys want they to collab? Obviously, so, I reckon you guys should talk about Furfy? what you actually were supposed to be doing. I believe because... it was a tournament. So yeah, the, country, the, country. the country leagues, uh, I think it was like Wangaratta and... Put the names. Um, all these country oh, stars. country league. They did a yeah, tournament, like and pretty Thomas much stuff. each team um, had one key marquee player. So Alex Rance, Eddie Betts, Nathan Jones, and pretty much they wanted us to document that tournament. Fan games, basically, what we do. And we would have been perfect for it. it. Yeah, because they yeah. believe like what we brought could cater for that. So um, they asked the question, obviously because of age requirements, we couldn't do it. 
Um, and they found someone else. They found Kaden McDonald, who's actually he did a good oh, job. He's, he's done. I've got a lot of respect for Kaden. Yeah, we got a lot of respect. He's a great. He's a great. Yeah. Um, he's really good. He's good a great guy. YouTuber, blogger, whatever you call yeah, him. Yeah, no, but he did well with it. So good on him. Made him at ball magnets too. What we didn't appreciate basically was them leading us on and just yeah. Um, and we actually did a full presentation to him saying how we'll approach pitching, pitching, yeah, pitching their what we could offer, and um, we knew about the alcohol legislation and the requirement there and we even offered to say look if we can't promote Carlton Draft maybe we can promote Carlton Zero yeah, Zero nice. alcohol mm. and we even you know Is that we, a thing? we were creative yeah, yeah Carlton, so, yeah. Cool. Carlton yeah, Zero it's called Carlton Zero yeah. Yeah. yeah so like instead of us wearing the Carlton Draft merch like surely just we'll just chuck the black Carlton Zero on and just promote that like and we can say yeah. like responsible drinking like you know what I mean like yeah. some yeah we had ideas yeah. for that as well anyway just yeah. Didn't work out, and Nick, I'll let you talk. Yeah, last one. Um, can you talk about the uh, the Paul Roos interview last year? Oh, that, I like went, that story. Went, That's kind of what we went put to us his house. Map. Yeah, that put us in South Melbourne. Melbourne. Had a very nice. Uh, yeah. What was it? Best bloke. I love him to bits. Had a rooftop Paul pool. I hope you're listening. Actually, you're not. But I'll I love start with the story. So, everyone asked me, "How the hell did you get in contact with Paul Roos and go to his house?" Um, pretty much, Instagram DMs. Gave him a flick, a message. He replies back, gives me his contact details. Wow, like. Oh, that was pretty amazing. And then I'm contacting him back and forth, busting his balls like every day. When we're catching up, when we're catching up. Finally, he so concedes. The point he just gave him. And yeah. he says, I-, I want to do a park interview. I didn't expect to go to his house. He says, mm. no, nah, come to my house. This day, time. We're like, done, sorted. Get to his house. And you want to comment on this, Hughes? How'd you felt? Oh, it's just <laughs> such a surreal feeling. So I couldn't good. believe I'm rocking up to poor his house. But we rocked up. We had the green screen. We had... Fully like a full equipment with us, like he's on the phone. Yeah, we we we, we yeah we go to knock on the door and it's fucking poor easy and we're like shit, this is actually happening. And then when the elevator with and him. this is when we just started, so it was a bit surreal. So we take the elevator right right up to the penthouse where he lives, and um this bloke's in his own world, like he's he he didn't even acknowledge. I don't even think he knew who we were or like yeah, what we did. Just, or exactly, care. he's just like yeah, you boys set up, do what you want. And we're like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> He's getting his house cleaned. Curtains he's like, on he's, he's, he's on the phone to some curtain guy saying something's not right here. His cleaners up, up and down the stairs. Yeah, his cleaners. Everything's happening at his house, and he's just trying to like, you know, control it all. And there we are, setting up our green screen cameras, um, making sure our frames are in place. And um, yeah, so this bloke, like, he, he, I don't think he really acknowledged who we were, what we did. So he just basically sits down, and um, we we sat down with him, me and Adam together, spoke for about thirty minutes. And then Jamara's story. And um, yeah, so Adam. Adam uh, asked him the question about Jamara Uhagen because at the time there was a lot of pressure. He wasn't performing in the VFL and he recently got picked to play AFL. And uh, Paul Ruse said, yeah, very surprising. Didn't rate him. Um, spoke to a few coaches at North Melbourne who played against him in the VFL. They said he played terrible against North Melbourne VFL. He said those comments on our podcast. And, you know, he's basically given us the consent to... Yeah. To, to launch it. To launch it. Then Zero Hanger got on There's three that. cameras on the bloke and there's three mics. Like, of course, we're going to put it somewhere. Mm. Personally, though, I think that comment was a bit over-dramatized. Like, he didn't say anything that bad. Would you agree? Anyway, it was actually Luke Beveridge who brought it to light because it was... It was he saw it on Zero Hanger. He saw it on Zero Hanger. Zero Hanger took that article, article and made an article they out of it. it. They found it through us. They follow us. They follow yeah, us. Okay. So they, they heard our podcast and like, yeah, we're using this. Okay, cool. Luke Beveridge comes out in a press conference and says how expresses his disappointment that another senior coach from our opposition club made these comments on some podcast. Before you know it, we're all on we're all over Channel Nine, Fox Footy. No, not Fox Footy. Uh, it was talking Nine Footy. News, footy cla- no, not Footy Classified. No. Yeah, footy Classified. <laughs> footy Classified. And Sunday Did Footy Show. Dan Dan it was all Channel Nine. Sorry, Channel Nine. Dane Tagiba. 
Now, no, no, it's like do dogs. Eiffel. 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 If you're going to get on, make sure you're tagged. Like, yeah, yeah, they mentioned their name. They need to hop link it. I tell them to get off. They yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, Damien Barrett on a uh, potty called Back to the Bench, he said this. I was like, what? Damien yeah. Barrett? Yeah. Purple. Got like 4,000 followers overnight. Back to the pocket. <laughs> if he said that I would have said mate you I, I would have ended it I would have been like fuck this yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have egged his house yeah, another, victim, another victim of the eggs I'm sorry yeah. can I ask you a question Go so don't, you don't have to give the details so That's did right. you egg Razor Ray's head or not no, oh, no, no. no. So we had it in a little box he said no like, and, 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 and he was like what are they mate or like you're making some eggs tonight <laughs> <laughs> I'm like not, not exactly mate so this is what we wanted to do and then pretty much yeah, like, his daughter there nah not today my daughter's in the car get out to get you know messy best guy best did guy. you ask probably him on the pod can we boy. egg no, your no, head no no no, no. Oh, that would have been so but rude he's probably like hands down no, the, the best it was like, he's a great guy oval. it was an oval one yeah. Mento, uh, Mento Brindisi oval. oval and Mento yeah, yeah. Mm. that's, that's um, where some beach play yeah other yeah. good guy that we've had on Will Schofield legend yeah top, he's good top guy he, like, we sat down with him had a chat legend I want to have a second chat with him we've had a few texts back and forth and we're going to try and get a sponsor on his but we haven't I believe it no, we just haven't followed up. He went overseas and did the stuff with the F1s and then yeah, we've just yeah. been flat out. So yeah. I'll no doubt tr- reach out to him again. Yeah, he's a ripper boy. Top guy. Yeah. Anyway, so what are we thinking? We can wrap it up here or... Yeah, my car park end in nine minutes. <laughs> Rightio, so I guess that's Q. Um, yeah. that's just the systems and the hustle squad, thank you very much for joining us on the bench. Great getting to know you guys and um, we look forward to our further collaborations. Yeah, Cheers. Thank you. And Cheers, with, um Obviously, we just spoke a lot about <laughs> betting and stuff. If yep. you are confused on where to go, um, we'll chuck a free course link in the YouTube. Um, and probably the best way to get in contact is to send the Instagram a DM. Mm. Uh, I'm going overseas. Steve's going overseas. So you're going to speak Adam's to Tom. Overseas. Tom will you send you home right? with voice recordings and help you. So if you're stuck, DM us on Instagram. That's the best way to get in contact with us. And start learning but uh yeah now it's been a pleasure with you guys on this um we're not sure how it was going to go have um, to get um jp to roam the g with you one episode oh we got all about their we got please Man, he's gonna get egged yeah oh, <laughs> sure. i'll bring a mask of some kind <laughs> me, me and uh, me and you are planning to roam the emirates next season so yeah it's um, really? giving Stadium. giving aftv a run for their money on stanford bridge maybe see what happens anfield mm. anfield yeah we'll be at anfield yeah, Adzi and I are doing a little Three um, venues. doing a little did Europe some work trip. with AFL Canada when I was in Canada two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, saw nice. that. He's all right, yeah, mm. got a yeah. With that guy, his accent. Yeah, he's like he. I go Tom for Carlton. Tom hated that video. When you like, like <laughs> you're like, we're like, what's it? What's you call it? Him, we call him flip flops. I'm like, no, it's fine. You're like sh- when you're sure. going through like what the, the Aussie slang and stuff, and he, <laughs> oh, the guy you have fucking one. no yeah. idea. He's yeah. like, that's a sweater, dude. Dude, that's a sweater. Oh my god. Yeah. But um, like yeah, the they're, good, they're good, the Canadians. Yeah. Love that place. Anyway. All right. All right. Let's go. We'll rip it up. It's, it's bloody hot. Thanks, guys. See you later. Thanks Cheers. for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Oh, oh man. Fuck, that was great. That was good. Oh,